tactics of your job matter. And this is going to be a fascinating episode if I didn't put you to sleep with the word logistics. I'm Matt Robeson with my co-host, Mike Morton of Morton Financial Advice and the sole host, the co-host of Financial Life Planning. We're also in the Beyond Politics podcast. Mike, despite the use of the word logistics, it's a great word, fantastic word. Yeah. What do you mean the logistics of your job matter? Well, first... I'm so excited that I continue to get to be the co-host of my own show. I didn't screw up too badly last time. <laughs> well, you're, this is a trial period, man. Uh, okay. Still, oh, let's, it's got a little let's asterisk. Let's see how next, it goes. A little you asterisk get, next to it. Yeah, you might get demoted in your own show. I'm the interim. I'm the interim co-host. <laughs> we'll see this is like, a real permanent position. <laughs> you're, you come out of a business background. Don't sometimes CEOs like get fired from the, the company that they themselves started? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They try to keep them on as like in the board. Uh, oh, you can have a oh. board seat, <laughs> but you can't run this company anymore. Yeah. Look, I've been talking to the board. By the way, I have a degree in economics and I've hosted a business show with Chris Hill of The Motley Fool. And I'm still not sure I fully understand the functioning of a board. But anyway, yeah, we've been talking to the board at Morton Financial Advice and you're on thin ice, man. Oh boy. Oh, that, that's trouble. It's trouble. Your boss and your boss is not happy with your performance. <laughs> yeah. Your imaginary board made up of uh, your wife and children. Okay. All right. So Listen, wait, logistics. what do you mean the logistics of my job matter? All right. Here's the thing, man. So there's a lot of logistics. I don't know what other word to use of your job, right? Like you have a, you have to go to the office. Your office is here. So you have to commute to the office. You have to work this amount of, of weeks during the year. You only get a couple weeks off. Maybe your job is flying. You got to fly around to see people or you're on phone, you're in sales, you're on the phone all the time. There's logistics of your job, not just the actual job, what you do, but just all those commutes and phone calls and whatever it is that are part of the job. Okay. And that stuff really matters. Mm. So when you are contemplating your current job, a future job, a transition, make sure you pay attention to what the logistics of the job, how far do I have to commute? How many days do I need to go in there? And this, of course, Matt, we'll get into, it was all brought about by COVID. Actually, not all brought about by COVID, but now people are well more aware of it because there is a lot more. It was the kerosene on the fire. Yeah. But I brought this up. Yeah, I was going to say, I brought this up because this is something I did for my current job. So we can talk about that. But the, the designing the logistics of what kind of job I wanted to have was really important to me. And as I talked to my clients and other friends, you know, and because of COVID, people are now more aware and thinking about what is this job? How much am I going to have to go to the office and commute in? And that was never really a topic before, but I think people were missing it. And now it's people are keeping it front and center. Have you seen a change during the course of the pandemic and how your clients talk to you about how they think about job decisions based on logistics? Are you seeing this effect in real time? Absolutely, man. It's the whole like in the office or not. How many days am I going to have to go in? Ooh, my job's now like making me go in more another extra day or this new job I'm, I'm considering. Here's where the office is and, the, and their current policy is three days a week in the office. And then who's in the office? Like I have some friends that are younger and single and they're like, oh, I like going to the office. Like it's a new job. I'm trying to you know, meet people, get experience. But yet they're only requiring people to be in there like one or two days a week and it's totally empty all the time. So there's the, the flip side. But yeah, this is definitely a topic, especially around the commute and the office that is now very prevalent. 
So you're not implying that the joke about the millennial generation, that they're all a bunch of delicate doilies who don't want to actually do any work and they need like a mental health day every other day? Yeah, that that's a different podcast, but I'm happy to record that one as well because it's totally <laughs> insane. <laughs> Well, it's, they did a whole South Park about it where, like, the kid gets a, like, Cartman gets a job in the ice cream store and then, like, immediately he's, like, yeah, I need a mental health day. I'm going to work from home. And it's, it's an ice cream shop. You can't work from home. Anyway, so how do you then go about, is this something that people come to you for advice about or is it you just find yourself working with people who this is just much more front and center in their lives? Yeah, no, it's more just if you're in that point of thinking about, especially job transition, or your current job situation. I'm just highlighting the logistics really make a big difference. All right. Mm. So let me tell you a story about how I landed in my current job as a financial planner, financial advisor. I was, this is seven, eight, nine years ago, contemplated, what am I going to do next? I've had four or five different careers (laughs) so far in my life. And I was like, what am I going to do next? Should I start another business? Should I do this kind of business or a service business or product? Or I don't know. I was exploring opportunities, right? So I was talking with a bunch of people, getting information, thinking about different ideas, writing it all down. One of the things I was that I wrote down and I thought about is the logistics. Will I be working from home? Will I have to have an office? Will I have to have employees? What's my time going to be? Is this going to be a 80 hour a week, you know, kind of thing? Or is it going to be five hours a week and kind of build it up? So there's different elements of the logistics that I had a whole separate word document about how I wanted to live because let's bring in my picture, right? stay-at-home dad for a while. My kids were very young, but they're getting older. So it was like, oh, I'm going to get to go back to work. So what Mm. kind of work is it going to be? But I still need to be available during the school day, right? In case something comes up, a kid's homesick or I get a call. So that was a big logistic for me. Like I have to be home and available for that. I didn't want to do a startup company and work 80 hours a week because my wife also has her career and we both were both going to be working. And so I didn't want to have a massive kind of startup thing. So I wanted it to be less hours. I also wanted to be flexible hours. I wanted to decide, like, I love to work. I love to do stuff, but I'd like to do it in the evenings or on the weekends or whatever it is. That was a big, that was a big piece for me as well. And finally, Matt, I didn't want to work for anybody else. So it wasn't going to be me taking a job (laughs) for somebody else. The board's Uh, not going to want to hear this. That's right. One of the interesting threads in what you just said is your recognition of the fact that you are making these decisions in the context of not just your family, but your spouse. And I think that I, I would suspect that for a lot of our listeners and for a lot of your clients, that's a really important aspect of this. And it reminds me of, I don't know, you could call it a life hack like the kids do these days, but one of the best life hacks that I learned from a mutual friend of ours and and his very intelligent wife was they think about their household as like a little country. Oh, this yeah, is I love what this. I call the, G, the GDP model of your life. Think about the gross domestic product of your household. And his point was he has a, a corporate job and he earns a, a, a pretty good salary and that's a very important part of their household GDP. You need to earn enough for your financial goals, your life goals, et cetera. But they also have goals as a couple of taking care of their children. They also have goals as a couple of doing some good in the world and, and doing some work that has a social conscience to it. And the insight that they had that I found so fascinating is when you're in a partnership, when you're in a marriage, 
you can think of your household output not as your single output but as your joint household GDP and so she has a job that was a little bit more flexible in terms of where she worked and also had a strong degree of social conscience that was a little less present in his and I found that perspective really informed me in my own kind of job and career design was thinking about I have and have in recent years had young children and my wife and I realized look nowadays you need at least one parent with a certain amount of flexibility I love working from home but I especially love it because just a certain percentage of days there's going to be a call from school to, hey your kid needs to be picked up or hey your kid's got a thing today and someone's <laughs> right. got to drive at an unusual time or any number of things can come up. One of the things that I've realized, like this comes up in a budgeting context all the time. It's, oh, we had an extraordinary expense last month, but we won't have that expense next month. Uh, right. Yeah, you're gonna have some other freaking expense <laughs> yeah, next right. month. And you have to plan for that in your lives as well. It's last month, so-and-so had a band concert. So right. that threw off our whole schedule. Yeah, there's gonna be another freaking thing next yep. month. So you might as well, you, you've got to incorporate that into your whole job design. So anyway, there were two big thoughts in there. One is this GDP model I found incredibly helpful and it really, it, it made me feel better. I think it made my wife feel better. It's here's the total amount that we have to get done. Let's do it as a team. And we're both providing different parts of it. And then the other part is just like planning for the fact that like the unexpected is actually quite expected. Very expected. Oh my gosh, it's making me laugh because I get this all the time from my clients. Oh yeah, we had this one big time expense, one time expense last year and that won't happen again. And I'm just like rolling my eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm sure it won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, maybe I should plan for that. <laughs> right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. So let me ask you a question, Matt, because I love the GDP and I got some answers too, but I first want to hear from you. So with you and your family unit, what is what are some examples or an example where you have split some tasks, not the, the financial we got, and I love that. One of them was working in that corporate job, so bringing in kind of the money side so the other person could do more other stuff. So what are some of the examples that you have where you split some of those for your economic unit? It's a lot of day-to-day -day stuff. I tend to do more of the cooking. My wife tends to do more of the dishes. I tend to be the outreach and coordination member of the couple. If we have yep. to make plans, if we have to arrange things for our kids, if I have yep. to text like my kids' mom, my, my kids' friend's mom, be like, when are they getting together? That's my job. Putting it on the calendar is my wife's job. And over time, We've had the GDP model also inform our finances uh, because we have an overall kind of financial need and, and, and budget. And we've seesawed from time to time. Each of us has earned more of the money in the household. Mm -hmm. And that's been for various reasons. My wife's a doctor. And so, you know, when you're a doctor, you go through residency. And that's a period where you're not making as much money. There are times where there may be a job shift going on. And so there was a period where I, I was earning a lot more. And that was intentional. We split things both financially and responsibility-wise. I'd say we take kind of equal share in a lot of the, like, parenting tasks with different flavors on it. But now, because I work from home and I have a much more flexible schedule, 
I tend to be the on-call parent for hey, your kid's got a fever, you got to come pick them up from school. Hey, your kid's got a thing. Um, who's going right. to drive the kid to the thing? And it just, it, it kind of works out that way. But, you know, it look, it makes me feel better. Uh, honestly, it makes me feel better because I, I've had to let go of the, I appreciate the fact that at times I earn less between the mm -hmm. two of us. And that, that can feel weird in a partnership. But mm -hmm. realizing that that's not the only thing that our little nation state has to accomplish. There's a lot we have to accomplish. And if you're earning less, but you're accomplishing other things that need to get done, it's it's an equal partnership. And so yeah. anyway, that's how we do it. What about you? Yeah. You know, it's funny because it's very similar in terms of like the social coordination, Matt. That's that's on my plate, <laughs> you know, although I have to put it into the calendar as well. So I don't know how you managed to offload. Oh, you've got the calendar job? Oh, yeah, I've got the calendar job also. Wow. You know what it reminds me of is that everything is not equal between two different humans. And so not the obvious, like maybe one person is making more salary than the other. But the thing that's that you don't understand is some things... Some people really hate doing. There are certain tasks that some people yeah. really hate doing and you might not mind doing it, all right? So I think for instance, social coordinating is one, but another one is, oh, taking my kids to events or taking my kids shopping. So sitting at like sporting events, my son plays baseball. And let me tell you, when you Ooh. got like a bunch of eight-year-olds playing baseball, not that he's oh. eight anymore. Outsource is, that, man. <laughs> exactly. Get it somebody, pay some other parent to sit there for 10 bucks an hour. It's a, it's a Seriously, long game. it's like, hey, kid, um, listen, this is, this is my stand-in. Can't chat <laughs> GPT do this? It's baseball. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Baseball. Do you realize that it's not even a sport? They don't even – they have the honesty to not even call it a sport. It's a pastime and not a particularly good way to pass the time. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. I tell you what, it's way better now. My son's 14, almost 15, and it's real baseball now. They actually make double plays. They get home runs. It's like you get strikeouts. It's like a real thing. When you're 8 or 10 and watching baseball, it's walk, 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 walk. Did you score four runs yet this inning so we can mercy the inning and get to the other team? And that's your whole three hours. Oh but that those are, so these oh. are tasks it's like you split up and i would go to these i still go to all these things i take the kids a lot to all their sporting events and and do the driving and, and the logistics or partnering with other families to, to do driving who's doing drop off and pick up and those kinds of things and it drives my wife crazy and i don't mind doing it so those are the kinds of things and dishes would be a classic example cooking or shopping or dishes some people like just hate doing dishes other people are like no big deal so when you split things up, it's not always, oh, I spent 15 minutes doing this. Did you spend 15 minutes doing something else? Also split along the lines of, hey, this is really easy for me. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy to do that. But I hate doing this other thing. And your partner might be like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Can I give a little piece of advice here to newlyweds? Um, there's an instinct, especially for strivers out there, to want to always put your best foot forward and to always do great at every task, especially when you're new in a marriage and you want your spouse to feel really good about the investment, in my case, she has just made in a life partner. And you want them to not be thinking to themselves, wow, this person's a real dud. And so you're nervous about that and you really overachieve. Can I tell you 
don't overachieve at the tasks that you don't want to own for the rest of your life. That's right. Because I, there's a reason that I'm not the calendar parent. It's because I'm bad at it. I am just stone cold crappy at that. And so my wife is, no, please don't touch the calendar. You're just going to screw it up. I will do the calendar. This is great. Win-win. I'm not saying that I intentionally sandbagged any tasks. I didn't because I wasn't smart enough to know to do that. That's right. But if you are the kind of person, there are two routes you can take here. You can have open communication in your marriage and say, dear, I hate laundry. If that could be your task, I would happily do X and such in exchange. That's, of course, what you should do. But there's also the sneakier version of this, which is right. just be crappy. Like, just be bad at the laundry and your wife will say... Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this one from now yeah, on. Yeah, shrink a few clothes or <laughs> just leave the pile growing for a while. <laughs> I feel like yeah, we just had an NBC PSA, the more you know, and like the golden star is going across the sky. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so you were talking about logistics, though. Any other considerations that, that you throw in as you talk to your clients, as you think about your own setup, you know, yeah. about how you kind of construct the 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 day-to-day of your work life to make it work for you yeah so we did we talked about the literal logistics commuting office this job required being away from the family those kinds of things but also think about the the things that you will be doing the logistics of the job that you will do and how enjoyable those are will you be working on like cranking away on spreadsheets all day and you love dealing with spreadsheets and you hate meetings and talking to people will you get to do a whole bunch of that or do you love working with people and like you love going around and, and communicating and doing that? So think about those kinds of logistics, how they fit in with your family life, the, the time management logistics, but also the energy, the, the work that you'll be doing and the energy that you'll be getting from it. Again, another example, I was doing, uh, I was a professional woodworker for a while building furniture. And this was a really cool design task and also physical task um, and creative task, but it was always by myself in my workshop. It's not like I had employees or anybody. It was just me making furniture. And I really missed being with people. So that was a big piece of the logistics for my next job is I want to work with more people and have that because it brings me a lot of energy communicating with people, helping people, being with people. So there's one example of your job or how you want to set up the, you know, whatever it is you're working on to bring in everything to have an environment that you're going to super enjoy. It just reminds me so much of the greatest skit in the history of Saturday Night Live when Kenan Thompson does his big poppy impression. And it, the whole conceit of it is he goes on Weekend Update and he pretends to be talking about his post-retirement. By the way, for our listeners who don't know who Big Poppy is, I know this is ironic because I just dunked on baseball. <laughs> right to mix sports right. metaphors for a second. I just called baseball essentially like Satan's favorite pastime. And it it is. But I love David Ortiz. David Ortiz is amazing. I got to meet him. He's every bit the like jolly, awesome human being in person that you see on TV anyway. So the whole joke on SNL is that Keenan Thompson does a big poppy impression where he talks about what he's doing post-retirement. <laughs> And the best one is he's come up with a website to meet people. And he basically says, do you want to meet some people? Go outside. There's a lot of people. And it sounds like that's what you really needed in your last job is go outside. Go outside. You, you could meet a lot of people. And you, the lack of going outside is, is a real bummer. Well, that's the thing. When you're working in a workshop, there's, there's no going outside. Plus, I live in the middle of the woods, so I could walk around outside and barely see anybody. <laughs> 
you want to meet some deer? An insight for me was that I don't mind commuting. Mm. I actually, but to be clear, I do not want to be on a bus. I do not want to be on a train. I grew up in Manhattan. I rode the frickin' subway every day to school. <laughs> I did not like it. Once there was a conductor that came over the intercom, New York City subway, asking, which track are we supposed to go on? And the other <laughs> conductor comes on. They didn't mean, I think, for this to be on the PA. They meant for this to be on their internal comms. And he said, try eeny, meeny, miny, mo." <laughs> and all of us are looking at each other. Do not do that. That sounds terrible. Do not do that. Anyway, I don't want to be on a subway. I don't want to be on a bus. They smell. You're crowded. You're with lots of other people. I want to be in my bubble. I know it's bad for the planet. I want to be in my car. I want to be in my car for 30 to 40 minutes each way. And I want to listen to a podcast. I want to listen to a book, a recorded book. I like that time. So there you go. That's an insight. Of course, I you know why you like that time, Matt. You know why you like that time? Because you have three young kids. And they're not with you if you're commuting to work. <laughs> you know, I've even made it work, though, with, like, my daughter, who's 12, and now we listen to books together. We like that time together in the car. And it's like we're kind of spending time together and we're listening to a book. It's very, very nice. But I don't get that in my work life because I work from home. My now you work is, from home. And you do I silly podcasts home. with a co-host. I Well... <laughs> You know, for now, for, for now. now, let's right. let's see what the board thinks about our product. All right, anything else we need to talk about no, logistics it, of your job? No, that's it. I just think it's good to you know think about that if you're in one of these transitions or you're trying to design some stuff. Really think about not just job opportunity. We always focus on like the what's the salary? What's the salary? What's salary? What, what am I going to be doing? But it's all the other factors that, to your point about the kitchen renovations, like every day, every day grinding. What's the setup of environment of your job uh, that's going to be right for you? Awesome. All right. For Mike Morton, my board-sanctioned and approved co-host, I'm Matt Robeson. We will see you next time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us on Financial Planning for Entrepreneurs. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to and rate the podcast on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with me at LinkedIn or MortonFinancialAdvice.com. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have a comment or question, please email me at financialplanningpod at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. This recording is for informational purposes only and should not be considered for investment advice. Opinions expressed as are of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. We do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the data presented here.